Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer in New York City, and I'm sitting here tonight broadcasting from the bright red desk on a beautiful Sunday. Uh, today is the day after St. Patrick's Day, which, of course, is a rowdy party time here in New York. I had a friend in town from California, and she, her, uh, her family owns an apartment on 51st Street. So we were like, well, we're not going to go across Fifth Avenue because that's where the parade is. Uh, and, of course, her neighborhood in the 2nd Avenue in the 50s is full of bars, including three Irish bars, that were very preoccupied last night with all the revelers. So uh, I had a quiet night, and so did she. We had, like, a nice Italian dinner. But it was party down for many, many people. And then, of course, Mars was in Aries yesterday. I'm sorry, the moon went into Aries, and Mars went into Capricorn, so there was a little bit more fighting, perhaps, than usual. And as I talked to you about last week, that last week was going to be a bit of a tough week uh, because of all the planets in Aries and all the contentious energy with the moon square Saturn and, you know, just all the hoo-ha going on up in the heavens. And it was a little contentious. We had uh, the Secretary of State fired by tweet. We had a vice president or vice deputy counsel for the FBI after 22 years fired a day before he was eligible for his retirement benefits. We had bridges collapsing. We had people really working things out. I mean, I had a lot of clients with pretty dramatic stories taking off in their life or shifting in their life. And that energy uh, continues this week. You know, good news is um, good news is it continues. Bad news is you kind of got the the first draft of it last week. This week we have more uh, to come because the sun is going to be in Aries starting the spring season. Now, last week we also had Mars at the last degree of Sagittarius, which is a really uh, feisty degree. You know, it's that you know Sagittarius is that period between Thanksgiving and Christmas where there's just tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff going on, and you're running around a bit like a crazy person. On Saturday, Mars went into Capricorn, um, which is good uh, because it's a much more focused energy. He's answering to Saturn now instead of to Jupiter, which is, you know, Jupiter gives to excess and Saturn gives to discipline. So we can anticipate a bit of discipline. But we also are um, entering, the sun is going to enter Aries this week. We have the seasonal crossing of the sun going across the equator that happens on the Aries ingress and so that's also a fun day um, because it's an equal day equal night energy and spring begins in the northern hemisphere and fall begins in the southern hemisphere so if you go out around 12 16 eastern time a little before or a little after and you stand an egg on its head it will stand up and then as the sun gets a little further away, the egg will kind of slowly tip over and roll away. You know how eggs roll? Well, on the equinox, the world is perfectly balanced because the sun is exactly on the equator of Earth, and it's a balancing. And, of course, the day and the night are exactly the same length. And because of that, and because the gravitational pull is exactly even, you can stand an egg on its head. It's really cool. And I remember seeing this back years and years ago when I worked at Control Data, and I guess the equinox was in the day, and there were like 50 eggs, 100 eggs outside on this plaza outside the window, and all these people like standing eggs on their head. So make sure to do that on the equinox adjusted for your local time on the 20th, which is Tuesday, because that's when we are in perfect balance. But that's also when the sun follows Mercury and Venus and enters Aries. 
So then he's going to go through the same thing they went through last week, okay? And, of course, this is when the egos get involved because Mercury is the message and Venus is the love or the money. And, of course, she's in fire, so it's not one of her favorite signs. Mercury's, you know, he he can handle pretty much every sign. And in Mercury and Aries, he's pretty sharp-tongued. Um, but we also have him stationing this week to go retrograde. So even though it is only a one-page week, <laughs> they can sometimes be tricky weeks. And this is another week not going to be quite as bad as last week. Uh, but it's setting up, you know, so, you know, we're setting up the energy. So we want to kind of go, okay, let me work with this because we're transitioning. And, of course, there is no air in the sky, right? So there's no planets in air. So communication is at a premium, meaning it's not happening very well. Uh, People are unable to find words. They are unable to really uh, communicate well. They're... (laughs) You know, I was watching uh, Saturday Night Live, and they had John Goodman on playing Rex Tillerson, and he crushed a glass in his hand. And then about halfway through the skit, he shouted out, he's a fucking moron! You know? And it was kind of like, yeah, you know, it's one of the words. You, don't, you just don't have words. You don't have words. You were fired when you were on, fired by Twitter, but told before you were on, when you were on the toilet. And all these people were bemoaning it on Facebook. I'm like, you know, he probably got up and spat in the toilet and said, I'm flushing you. You know, I'm done with this. Remember, Tillerson's an Aries, right? So yeah, we're going to hear from him in the next couple of weeks. It was just he got fired a couple of days before his birthday. Um, so at any rate, lots and lots going on and lots and lots in your life and no no air to talk about it. So dreams are out of control right now. A lot of energy in the dreamland because there's a lot of planets that are kind of working with the dream energy or that are aspecting Neptune, uh, which, of course, kicks them up. Then we have in the sky the sun. Once the ingress happens on March 20th, we're going to have the sun, Mercury, Venus, Eris, and Uranus all in fire. So a lot of fire. So fire, you know, tends towards door slamming exits or people jumping up and down, and you need to be careful with your candles, and you need to watch fiery foods, and just be aware of fire is a little, it's a little faster and a little out of control. And, of course, Aries is the sign of matches because it's light the fire and, you know, off we go. So it's also people being a little bit trigger, little trigger happy in terms of uh, saying things or sharp, sharp-tongued. And when they speak with Mercury and Aries, they are telling you the truth, right? Because Mercury and Aries is answering to Mars and Capricorn. All those Aries planets are answering to Mars and Capricorn. The good news is they're not going to be quite as out of control as last week because last week they were answering to Mars and Sag. This week they're answering to Mars and Capricorn, so they're going to be a little more strategic in their approach. But the <laughs> on, the, on the flip side of it, Mars is what we call out of bounds uh, in the sky. He was out of bounds last week. He's out of bounds this week. And he's going to be out of bounds basically the whole month. So all the Aries planets can then behave out of bounds because their boss is out of bounds, right? What they're, they're, The boss is Mars, and Mars can say to them, you can go do whatever you want. Play, Be wild, kids, as long as there's no blood. Of course, with Aries, there's going to be blood. 
But when we look at an out-of-bounds planet, I often explain it to clients when they have it, and we were talking about it here in my apartment tonight when I had people over for brunch, and we were talking about it, and one of the women, uh, you know, we kind of said it, and she was kind of like, oh, so what an out-of-bounds planet does is it can pass for normal. You know, it passes. And I said, well, you know, it can pass for normal. It passes. And she's a black woman. There was another black woman. They both looked at me and said, you have no idea what you're saying. I said, uh, you know, it, it, pass, it follows the sun. It can pass for normal. But then, then, when it's wild, it's like a home run. The ball goes over the fence. You know, back in the old days when Derek Jeter was a Yankee, they played in millions of dollars. People go crazy in the stands. It's a wonderful thing. They run around the bases. They bring in everybody in. Cheer, cheer, rah, rah. You get a lot of praise when it's doing its positive version. When it's out of bounds the bad way, meaning it's a line drive into the stands, the ball still goes out of bounds, but it hits somebody in the head, and there's blood, and there's guts, and the Yankees take them to the hospital and write a check. But to be able to hit the home runs, the out-of-bounds planets have to be active. So Mars, in its out-of-bounds state, is ruling all those Aries planets, of which there are many, which there are legion is what I want to say. I don't know quite what that means, but I guess we'll watch for the energy of it. Um, So Mars answering, he's in Capricorn, he's answering to Saturn in Capricorn, you know, and Saturn answers to himself. So he's a strategic Mars. He is approaching his conjunction to Saturn. So that's also a frenestrating energy. Remember last week I said the the planets were, were crabby because they were getting a square to Saturn? Well, Mars is approaching Saturn and is in a frustrated energy too. And he's going to be in a frustrated energy most of March because he's approaching the conjunction to Saturn, right? But what that also means is slow and steady, deliberate, pace yourself, recognize everybody's a little crazy, everybody's feeling this frustration, not being able to verbalize it, cracking the glass like John Goodman did on Saturday Night Live. I love them as avatars for the heavens. Uh, And then shouting out a few words periodically, Mercury and Aries. And then Mercury is going to station this week and go backwards. So Mercury, of course, is our communication planet. So now it's frustrated and it's going backwards so it's not being understood. Yeah. That's the adult. I could hear all of you just taking a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Just remember to breathe. So Mercury retrograde, out of bounds, Mars, telling all those Aries planets they can go wild. Now, what does that look like? When I look at the collective, I go, oh, that's Gina Haspel. Her chart, she has Mercury retrograde. And in her position, is the C- she's up for running the CIA and replacing Pompeii, who's taking over for Tillerson. All has to be Senate approved, of course. But her chart, as a woman who tortured people and 83 waterboardings in a month, and the guy lost an eye, and they, rather than starting with light spanking, she just said, let's go to the meet. You know, you look at her chart, you know, this is her. So we're going to be looking at this an out-of-bounds, fiery Venus, all those fiery planets answering to Mars in Capricorn, out-of-bounds. They had permission to do it from the Bush administration, but at the same time, 
on many levels, that was a shift in the moral authority that we had as a nation. Now, interestingly, in the Bush presidency, one of the things that happened was our Saturn stopped and turned retrograde. So we, as a nation, then essentially lost on some level our moral authority. You know, so there's a whole there's a whole interesting thing if we do the chart of the U.S. and we are approaching our Pluto return, so we know we're supposed to be going through a whole bunch of stuff to figure out who we are as a country and what we believe as people and what is it we really want. And you know, one of the things that uh, I will give uh, the guy in the White House credit for is he's helping us all get clear on this. But the Aries energy this week is going to help all of us get clear. So wherever you have Aries in your chart, there's a whole hoo-ha going on in that house. And you want to kind of go and hang out in that house and watch at all these, as all these new cycles get initiated under this pretty intense energy. And then come trying the note of fate, because the note of fate's in Leo inviting us to do our life, to do our purpose. Now, if you look at her chart, Gina Haspel's chart, I, you know, we looked at it today. You could definitely see, yep, this is somebody that's going to do that kind of thing. Um, and then we have consciousness that we apply to our charts. We have consciousness that we apply to our choices. We have karma that results from our actions, right? So this is a week where we're all going to face our choices, we're all going to face what we did or didn't do, because sometimes we didn't do stuff, and we're going to have to be a little more accountable. Sun's coming into Aries, sign of the ram. We're all a little headstrong right now, but you want to make sure you're headstrong in a direction that works for you, that leads you to the bigger vision of your life, and if there's some accountability, you know, when she gets questioned by the Senate, this is going to come up, right? There's, a sen- there's an energy in the sky of Mars coming to Saturn, having to be accountable, Saturn, for our actions, Mars, Mars in Saturn's sign, saying, you know, Mars in Capricorn is considered exalted because it knows it's a very strategic Mars. It knows how to do things. And that shifted on Sunday after- Saturday afternoon, um, and now it's in Capricorn for a couple of months, but right now it's out of bounds. So the stuff we're going to be popping up or we're going to be finding is probably going to be a little over the top, but its purpose is for each of us to look in our, in our own lives, in our own being, in our own soul, and see without words what, what, what are we, what's being illuminated, what are we seeing that we hadn't seen before, what are we running into and feeling that we hadn't felt before? And more importantly, how do we want to take action with it? Mars approaching Saturn, slow and steady steps. Now, Mars and Saturn are moving towards their conjunction, but it takes a while. So we're going to be working with this. It's kind of a lot of times people describe Mars-Saturn conjunctions as driving with the brakes on. And if you've ever done that, the emergency brake on, you know, the car goes boom, 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 boom. And you're like, what the hell's wrong with the car? kind of goes, but it's not really going smoothly, or it goes. But if we lean into that Saturn and we say to Mars, you're going to come join Saturn, and you're going to start a new two-year cycle. The two of them are going to start a two-year cycle down the road a piece, not just yet, but in the next couple weeks. But as we lead into this conjunction, 
we're also ending a two-year cycle when Mars and Saturn last met. And the last time they met, of course, Saturn was in Sag. So this is taking the belief systems, Sagittarius, what we believe, and taking action on them, Mars, to move ourselves forward. So it's an important time. And if we look at the Ingress chart, which is 12:16 in the afternoon on March 20th, Mars's day, right? Mars's day, Saturn's hour, the day for the cast for the nation's capital. Um, we're we're seeing the fixed star shit. <laughs> Literally, there is a fixed star named shit on the sun. Can't make this up, and I'm not saying dirty words for those of you with small people in the card. It's actually spelled S C H E A T, but you know it's how you say it. And uh, Vesta is on Oculus, so we're really able to see stuff. But the sun is going to say to us, "Wow, this is kind of a uh, an interesting thing we've created here." Mercury is slow, 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 because in a day or so he stations. But he is exactly, you know, seconds away from Venus. Uh, And the the two of them are both at 16 Aries and working there and working in that energy. And then they are, of course, trying to the North Node. They are also sextile to the South Node. They are also trying to... um, uh, they're also, I'm sorry, not trying to, they're also square to, coming up to, not there yet, but they're coming up to the square to Pluto, which will be next week. So interesting times. When we live in these kinds of times, we go, okay, you know, we're working out stuff this week, and it's kind of an important week for us. Um, the ascendant for the Aries Ingress cast for Washington is on the part of danger or peril. And Saturn is on the part of imprisonment and the part of fortunes on the north node. So what that means is that we're all going to be facing our path, our apparent behavior. And a lot of times, you know, we do things and we don't really think about necessarily the long-term consequences. This is one of those weeks where the consequences of our actions will become apparent to us. And it will be apparent in the culture around us. So you want to kind of pay attention. These are always fun uh, fun aspects because they really kind of activate stuff for us on a deeper level. So let's talk the moons. Okay, so today, uh, the 18th, the moon is in Aries, fast moving, and it was there St. Patrick's Day, so St. Patty's was a little bit party down. And he goes void tomorrow afternoon at 329 with a conjunction to Uranus. So that's nice. He's void Monday afternoon from 329 to 9 at night, 907. When he goes into Taurus, he's in Taurus Monday night, all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday. And he goes void at 121 Wednesday afternoon with an opposition to Jupiter. So moon opposite Jupiter is technically not a bad aspect because it's an opposition, but it can be a little overdoing you know, over committing, over agreeing, over, over. Then uh, he's void Wednesday afternoon, and he goes into Gemini 1.30 in the morning on the 2nd. So he's in Gemini on Thursday and Friday, going void at 11.52 p.m. Friday night with a nice uh, sextile to Uranus. So Thursday, Friday have a lot of really positive movement, except for Mercury stationing to go retrograde, on the 22nd on Thursday at 8.19. And Mercury, of course, is going to be retrograde until uh, the 15th of April uh, or the 
yeah, he's retrograde until the 15th of April, and Saturn is stationing to go retrograde on the 17th of April. Um, then, So Mercury on the weekend, on Thursday and Friday, uh, I'm sorry, on Thursday and Friday, has got really nice aspects. And then it goes into Cancer at 4.53 in the morning, Saturday morning. It's in Cancer on Saturday, Sunday, uh, and then it goes void at 2.58 in the morning with a square. So Saturday and Sunday have hard energies. Monday and Tuesday have over, Monday morning has okay. Uh, Monday night, Tuesday, and Wednesday have overdoing energies, and Wednesday has kind of nice energies. With Mercury stationing to go retrograde at 17, um, he's going to be going backwards till he gets to 5, and then going direct uh, when we get to the middle of April, around the 15th, he goes direct. So Mercury also asks us to redo things. He entered his shadow as of March 7th. So the stuff that came up for review as of March 7th, you're going to work with this week. Uh, we have the vernal equinox, sun entering Libra. Again, put the eggs up around 12.20, 12.15 in the morning, in the afternoon, East Coast time, adjust for your time zone. And then Mercury stationing to go retrograde 8.19 Thursday night and moving backwards. So not a bad week. The Saturday, the 20. Uh, the 24th is a little contentious because the moon is the sun and the moon are square. The moon is opposite Mars. The sun is square Mars, and the moon is opposite Saturn. So it's a little bit of a crabby weekend on Saturday. Not horrible, but just kind of know that people can feel a little bit out of sorts. And then Sunday also can be a little bit stressed because of the squares and the oppositions that are taking place on Sunday the 25th. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it works. But again, it is a, it's a week where we're really working on different stuff. Remo, you got to move for me, baby. <clears throat> where are my stuff? Oh, you're in my way. Come on, get down. Get down. What did I do with it? There it is. Hang on. Sorry about that. This cat comes over and he's like, yeah, let's hang out, Mom. I'm like, I'm working. <clears throat> It doesn't matter in Catland. They think that they're the most... Im- yeah, I know, you're the most important thing, but not for another 10 minutes. All right, so let's look at the rest of the week. Sorry for that. I forgot that the thing I was holding had it, and I put it down, and then he knocked it on the floor. So we're all together. We're all together. All right, so the sun this week goes from 28 Pisces to 4 Aries, and it links up with Chiron which activates our wound. It has a stressful aspect on Monday the 19th with the nodes of fate, asking you to make some choices that you might not be uh, thrilled with. Um, And, of course, the sun is still in Pisces. So, you know, you want to kind of, with the choices you're asked on Monday the 19th, you just want to kind of be like, all right, well, this is what I've got to make. I've got to make some decisions here. Um, The sun is in Aries, uh, enters Aries on the 20th. And that begins the new year. A lot of times people look at this chart for the year chart. I think I'm going to go with the December chart. I like that one a little better. But um, the Aries Ingress, of course, is the beginning of the growing season and the beginning of spring here in the Northern Hemisphere. At the end of the week on the 24th, Mars squares the sun, or the sun squares Mars, which is an action-oriented energy, also a little bit accident-prone. And that's in the middle of the day on the 24th. So you just kind of want to be careful around that. 
And then it also has a Trine to Series, which is also out of bounds, uh, on Sunday the 25th. And then it's contraparallel air is on the 25th, which is kind of an argumentative energy. So the sun, even though it's in, you know, it's in Pisces, the beginning of the week, when it gets into Aries, it gets a little contentious because Mar- it's going to fight with Mars and then it's going to have a little squabble. And, you know, it's just kind of, and it's Aries, you know. We know our Aries love to pick fights with us. Everybody's going to be in the mood to pick fights. Mercury joins up with Venus on the 20th of March, right before he stations to go retrograde. And then he stations to go retrograde at 1654. And the two of them are kind of together, and they're both in fire. So it's also a very passionate kind of placement. You know, and people talk to me, oh, Mercury retrograde, oh. You know, you don't not live on Mercury retrograde. You've got to live your life. You've got to do stuff. But what you do recognize is often the deal will change or what, they, what you thought you were getting, you're not getting, you're getting something else. So that's the thing to watch with it. And because it's in fire and because it's springtime and because the sun is going and because Mars is in Capricorn and because there is no emotions, no words for the emotions, there's emotions, there's no words, people are going to make decisions. And if you make it and it's a Mercury retrograde decision, just trust the process. That's what you're supposed to do. I had somebody here earlier today, we were talking about her son doing this thing and, you know, the aspects in the chart. Before you ever knew anything about astrology, um, this was happening. This was all laid out. This was all laid out. And then you were you were asked to make your choices as you walked along your path, right? So Mueller said he's not going to let the FBI do enhanced interrogations, i.e. torture. The CIA said we're going to do them. And they did them. So we have a crossroads. Right? We always are offered a choice. We always have a choice. Nobody makes us do anything. We get to choose. And, of course, Mars and Saturn coming together over the next couple of weeks are going to bring to light with Mercury and Aries the stuff you didn't finish up or do well. Because you know that's what Saturn loves to get in your face about, right? And going to ask you, well, what do you, you know, don't you need to work on this? And the answer is, yeah, 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 I know I do, I will. I will, I will, I will. Mercury is also counter-parallel Pallas Athena. So there's a part of you that may not want to see it, but the patterns are going to be there if you look. Venus this week goes from 14 Aries to 23 Aries. She's moving pretty quick. She has a great aspect with the nodes of fate. Watch who she meets. Uh, the 18th and the 19th, she's meeting interesting people, perhaps partners, perhaps relationships, some fun stuff coming in. She also has a biquintile to Jupiter on the 20th, which is kind of an abundance energy where she's feeling really pretty good. Now, Mercury's not going to get there because he's stationing to go backwards, right? He'll get there, in, you know, when he goes direct next month. But right, And the sun will get there in a couple of weeks. But Venus is getting there first. She's now taking the lead because Mercury's stopping to go backwards. So she is going to be bringing us our adventures because she's first up. Um, and she's in Aries, so she's moving fast. She's counter-parallel to Juno, so relationships take it a little bit on the chin on the 18th. She's in a biquintile uh, to Jupiter. Uh, counter-parallel to Juno, biquintile to Jupiter, wanting to partner with people. She's also counter-parallel to Neptune. There's something about her that really doesn't see things clearly, or there's some kind of thing going on below the surface, which should show up on the 23rd, when Venus squares Pluto, because she is in a square. And so she is 
feisty little thing when she's squaring. She's feisty in Aries, and she's really feisty when she's squaring Pluto, and she's squaring them in an, I did this to further my career, or I did this to get what I wanted. And so then you go, okay, you did that to get what you wanted. Do you get what you want? Yes, no, maybe. That's what she's questioning and facing. Um, she also has an inconjunct to Jupiter, 507. This is where the consequences of actions come in place, 507 on the 25th, where, well, you made that choice. Then she links up with Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 25th. So the weekend is going to be a little crabby. <laughs> I mean, make sure you spend it with somebody you like uh, because um, it's, everybody's a little irritable this weekend coming up. Mars, of course, is now in Capricorn. He goes from one to two to three this week. Uh, Uranus is in, uh, goes from 26 to 27 Aries, so he's up there at the top. You know, his notable aspect this week is changing your housing or your home on the 22nd, and then he has a lot to do on the 24th with, you know, helping you see new patterns. Opportunity for healing with Chiron on the 25th. You may find a new doctor or physician if you're going to try and get something fixed that's broken. Great week to do it. Or a great week to revision how it's going. And with Neptune, Quintile, uh, Palace Athena, there's something about the dream coming in. Also, partnerships are under enormous stress on the 24th. Again, the weekend. We keep hearing the weekend with Juno making hard nodes to the note of fate. And last but not least, series stations to go direct at 4 Leo. Remember, she's out of bounds, but she's stationing. So this is also opportunity for spring cleanse, diets, changing things up, getting everything ready to roll so that you're feeling better, healthier, and moving along. So that's it for the weekly weather. It's going to be a rocking and rolling week, even though it's a one-pager. Shouldn't be as bad as last week. Definitely be interesting. And on that note, take care, and we'll talk to you uh, next week on Sunday. Take care. Bye-bye.